Hello and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the podcast that wants you to kill your idols. Today we have Zoe, Laura, and Kellen. Today we're going to be talking about celebrity, uh, a little about the current state of the media, maybe a little about astrology, and as always, um, <laughs> and what this means to us as socialist feminists running a podcast. So we have a very special guest joining us who you may know from Twitter as 333333433333. I hope that I honestly don't know if that was the right amount of threes, but um, <laughs> or as the author of Literally Show Me a Healthy Person or for her articles featured on a bunch of different publications. Welcome, Darcy Wilder. Yay. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> there we go. First, first time guest. Now we're cooking with guests. Yes. Oh yeah. Is there anything else you would like to add to the very elaborate introduction I gave? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Usually, you could just start typing in threes, and I'll pop up. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I was- yeah, when I was, like, doing some research for this um, episode, like, a bunch of different, uh, like, write-ups about you or your book or whatever just said, like, you may also know her as 33333. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, like, also I think as, like, more, like, Twitter is very much, like, media people or, like, mm-hmm. online internet, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, more normal people are just, like, Instagram now. Yeah. And I, like, hate my Instagram handle, but I can't change it. And it's, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just, it's just embarrassing because I was, like, 22 and it's, like, um, uh, vulgar. So, <laughs> like, glad to just be numbers. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, Darcy, we're really excited to have you here. And um, as Zoe mentioned, we were going to talk about celebrity. Um, So not to be that guy uh, and ask you to define celebrity, but um, what like what does what does celebrity mean to you? Um, This is like the college essay exam. Um, Yes, I love it. I love it. I messed up my colleges. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I mean, I think everyone thinks about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I worked for MTV for a couple years, and then so I think I was like hounded by it. Mm. And then also like this is just like personal backstory, I guess. But just like as a in like high school, I like didn't care at all, and, like purposely like avoided knowing stuff about like Britney Spears or whatever because I was mm. too cool <laughs> and uh, just read Crime Think and stuff so but so then I don't know so now I think about it a lot as like celebrity and being and like the whole poptimism thing and like you know not writing off these like popular people mm-hmm. and uh vehicles I guess of like I mean Alex Papademus is a great writer who just wrote about nerd culture and mm-hmm. poptimism which I don't really know I don't I stay away from comic book stuff 
but just like I think that we all talk about, we all like say like famous people and celebrity when there are so many different subsections of mm. like working artists like is Marina Abramovic a celebrity she's like you know very and then also because of just the landscape of tech and media there's all these like you know like TikTok famous it's like what does that mean I mean like, <laughs> metrics that are probably fake on an app that wants people to think that like millions of people, I don't know, I just don't trust metrics and it's like TikTok wants you to think that like that a video has been viewed millions of times because then mm. it would seem that like everyone loves that app. But so I think that we like write, like lump all of these things together and it does us like a disservice and it's confusing for like anti-capitalists and stuff to like navigate representation of like I don't know you know we need representation of like identifying with things like recognizing ourselves in people mm-hmm. but then it ultimately is just like why did we spend like five years caring about the Kardashian I mean I don't personally care about right <laughs> I wasn't like extremely invested in them or like maybe in the aughts it was more like the Olsen twins who honestly I would I'm more into right because they're cool and they don't want to be celebrities but they have been they've been forced to be i think right um Mm. yeah so i don't know that's i don't know if you guys have any thoughts on just like also everyone is like constantly releasing like press releases on the internet about like their life Mm -hmm. so everything is just so confusing yeah definitely what do you see as kind of the relationship between like leftists and feminist politics and looking at celebrity culture and like why people are so interested in that. I think that there was like a lot of like writing off celebrity stuff, like celebrity culture is like a woman's thing and like really frivolous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, like teen movies of like Julia Stiles reading mm-hmm. like the feminine mystique. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. And like it was, for some reason unheard of to balance both of those things and like kind of I feel like people like even knowing certain things like there is like ignorance was rewarded if you didn't were like oblivious to like MTV and like whatever the odds 90s equivalent of like TMZ was yeah maybe TMZ was around in the odds yeah so I think that like there's that and that I think that, like, Beyonce is is important, but I also wonder what parts of her are important. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like Mm. through, you know, whatever radical lens is, like, I, you know, we we, feel like everyone's been through the, like, uh, is, you know, the t-shirts aren't empowering, but, like, (laughs) it is a really important thing for, like, everyone to be able to have clothes that fit them. And so, like, just these differences, these, like, details that I think often, like, you know, a few years ago with, like, BuzzFeed uh, feminist type of leanings, things get got, like, really lumped together. Mm. And so I think that there's, like, a, a craving to be recognized and, like, representation is important. But then it's also, you know, like, the consumption is difficult and it's like what parts of that and then yeah and then also like leftist men are like very I don't 
I don't know if I'm being out of line here, but often are not, Probably not. nuanced no. readers of situations. Where All you like, needed to say was leftist men, and it was like, yeah, yeah we fucking got <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And then the men. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also, yeah. And I think that, like, through viewing it, I wonder now what's news and what's, like, political and what's just gossip mm-hmm. because kind of everyone is there's this like performance part of it and these like everyday like every like celebrities everyday life is being reported on mm-hmm. and like interrogated for meaning and sometimes it's there but often it is not mm-hmm. um yeah and i think and then there's just like the constant wheel of like disappointment and stuff where it's like Lana Del Rey dating a cop and we thought <laughs> so many people thought she was going to be on our side yeah and then so yeah I yeah. I think about I think it. it's like oh go ahead oh no I was, I was done. <laughs> no I just I was actually talking about this the other day with my friend because I think one way that with what you were talking about of like it not being cool to like what's popular or anything like that I think it's also I am a musician and like think about it in terms of music too and like um, one of the largest demographics of consumers of music are um, teen and young adult uh, girls and women. And but their uh, interests are often like dismissed on a societal level. Like, oh, that's just like for this demographic. Yeah. And if you like that, then like you don't have a nuanced taste in music. And um, it's been really fun as like, a 30 year old being like no they fucking know what's up and like there's something really genuine and pure to these lyrics and like even if those people aren't the like actually portraying what's being written in their lyrics I think there's something like societally that's that we can almost reclaim with that popularity as feminists too like being like no just because it's popular doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or whatever um yeah totally yeah i think that's also like it's assumed like the the assumed audience is like straight white men and Mm -hmm. so when there's something that isn't produced with like that as the target audience it's that it's not seen as as valuable or it's like oh that's bad or that's frivolous that's for like yeah young girls and women and like stuff like that yeah yeah i mean there's like i i'm not sure if it's a jessica hopper quote but i have seen her write it a lot of like switch fangirls to experts and see what happens where it's like because mm. <laughs> they're and then just like that has been written off so often I also wonder with that stuff of like wait did I, I think I just lost my train of thought but just the popularity <laughs> thing oh yeah the popularity thing and maybe it's just like like a punk thing of like Oh, you're gonna sell like ba- like being into bands before they sell out, and then mm. when they get too popular, it's ruined. Right. But now that mm-hmm. the landscape is so, like subcultures have collapsed a lot more. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're, I don't know if they're completely dead, but like, you know. And so that view of like what what is frivolous and what is not is like how how like well you can how how you can find something that no one else knows about and then it's like you can't really share that like I don't know that doesn't I think that's strange how it interferes with like a politics mm-hmm. that is about 
everyone having their needs met as much as possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that uh, transitions well into one of the themes in a lot of your writing on celebrity is about kind of the like fallacy of authenticity, even in like in in depth, like what are they called? Like exposés of a celeb. And it's like, yeah, obviously we don't know what is true or like what that person's actually like. It's all very performative. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to maybe talk a little about kind of how you view that authenticity when it comes to celebrity culture does that matter in how we're viewing celebrities? Because that is their, like, that's their public persona. So, like, that's what we see of them. But I guess that's also what leads to the disappointment of, like, how could Lana Del Rey date a cop? When it's like, oh, yeah, rich yeah. people are never going to be on our side. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess also, it's like, do you think that's more of, like, the audience's, like, being able to view that critically? Or if that's, like, more, uh, yeah. Hmm. That also just reminds me of the, like, the people saw that judith butler did you see that donated what to... was it who did judith butler donate to was it like uh, or something yeah, or oh my god like oh, probably Kill yeah i didn't idols. see that that makes sense <laughs> yeah and then okay fox who i love mm-hmm. did a thread about also like had on. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah. great person yeah um, college oh judith butler donated okay. to kamala harris Oh, oh my god, that's even worse. <laughs> that is worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wait. Sorry. What was the question again? Was it about whether it's on the celebrity <laughs> or on about? The... Yeah. About like the authenticity of oh, celebrity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know if like the authenticity thing is strange. I always think of a Rob Horning quote where it's like authenticity, which I think might have just been a flippant thing that he tweeted. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but he was like authenticity says that it's behind the curtain, but it is the curtain. It's something about Mm. that part. But uh, just like what, I don't know. It's, I don't understand necessarily like what it is, but, and then we look to these people who have completely different everyday lives and backgrounds to us and expect Mm. them to have our values or be vessels that we can vicariously live through. And Mm. it's just this constant stream of disappointment. Um, and, and like why with Judith Butler, I think it's different because yeah. like a person that has made or like a think like I that's like she's a like a thinker, mm-hmm. not Kendall Jenner or Kim Kardashian who are just like the famous for being famous. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, and then as these celebrities kind of notice that they're kind of losing they're 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 not as beloved now like kim kardashian does like like prison reform and it's like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah maybe that's more and then maybe that's about like whether the performance of something is that different from it actual Mm -hmm. like if uh if we free all the, if we abolish the prisons as a as like a a press tour for Kim Kardashian, at least we have abolished the prisons. Right. But then also, how far does that get us? And also, like, I don't really trust anything she does. I think it's all just like a vessel for her to continue her fame and money tour. But like, yeah, and also, yeah, I mean, also, 
also we're all on social media so mm-hmm. like how authentic is like that um, of course and it's just yeah and I'll, I just can't stop thinking I don't know if you guys get tripped up on this but I'm just like if our hobbies are like tweeting I don't know I know that you know no ethical consumption yeah obviously <laughs> yeah but with the cell phone privacy stuff I'm like mm-hmm. what what do I have to protect that's not on my phone? Like, mm. what do, I don't know. Totally. It's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> wild. And it's also like, I, I, one thing I talk about with my, with my therapist all the time is like, where, like, are we all just like developing like a narcissist disorder? Because like, that's how social media performs. Um, and even if you aren't actually a narcissist, yeah. like it can like, feel like this attention seeking behavior because that is what it is but it's also like I mean like I love seeing what the people in my life are up to or like whatever whatever um but it is like an interesting kind of social performance um yes and also viewing everything through like the lens of what it means to you yes like another narcissist thing where it's like excuse me, your tweet didn't speak to, like, my experience of whatever. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, you were doing something else. And then, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, not everything is about yeah. Not everything is about you, cis men in particular. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, a follow-up question to Zoe's question, um, which, like, I know that you'll absolutely have the answer to, is uh, do you think that Kristen Stewart is really my dream girl, or is that just the curation that's happened over time? Oh, my gosh. I'm so oh. glad you asked. Yeah. Because <laughs> she popped into my head a few questions ago. Amazing. As, like, the good celebrity. We love to see it. Mm. Also, she, we do love to she see is- it. Yeah, she is Laura's astrological match as well. I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, like we have she's every so... single planet the exact same. Oh my gosh, she's just so cool. She's so I cool. Can't... And I'm also with her. Rob Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. who like mm-hmm. I, I don't know who I think his girlfriend is like a oh sorry my dog ripped <laughs> my head bud out I guess anyway. He, I mean, I, I've never seen the Twilight movies, so maybe it's like not great of me to just keep them linked. Mm-hmm. But just he's also very cool. Yeah, and they both like I, blew up after those films. If you could consider them films after those movies, yeah, <laughs> after those, they're films. Okay. Beloved they're films. artistic portraits exactly. of vampirism. Yeah, my dad actually really loves the Twilight movies, not for the storyline, but because it was shot in, I think, mostly in Washington State and Vancouver, and it's just like very beautiful scenery, and they're like outside a lot. And so my dad actually got very into the Twilight uh, franchise. For <laughs> oh that. yeah, oh my God. I mean, my best friend Alicia and I watch them probably every other year. Uh, you just uh, anyway, sorry, not to not to so... dissuade from where you were going, <laughs> not to derail no, like, into our celebrity crushes. Yeah, you know, like. Peter Jennings movies that are just like landscape long mm. shots of like a street or like the ocean. I like the idea of like a dad going into Twilight <laughs> just to see the landscapes. Yeah, that's like basically Amazing. like I think we made him come to like the first one, my sister and I, when we were like on a vacation or something. And then when the second one came out, my dad was like, Zoe, do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. That's cute. That is, I love dad. Yeah. I love dads 
are like maybe that's when like leftist men are finally better when they become a dad and then they get all hokey (laughs) (laughs) yeah not all dads let's be clear but yeah oh yeah (laughs) some of them throw them out yeah yeah definitely not all dads yeah Helen did you wanna yeah yeah I could see you with I could see you with Kristen Stewart Wow. Especially that ghost movie. Oh my god! Literally the world's highest compliment. So thank you so much. I was much. gonna say that's gonna really stick with Laura. I I <laughs> might be just like inadvertently tearing up just from hearing those words. So <laughs> thank you so much. Although you, um, I think you'd have to break up the relationship she's currently in. You know, I'm happy to just or be a third it. wheel, like. Yeah. I, I don't need to join the relationship. Oh yeah, no one's monogamous anymore. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't need to be uh like having her full attention by any means. You know, like even once a year if she just were to like blow me a kiss on the street, I would be like, Oh my god. Fucking ready <laughs> ready for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh man. Oh also what I happened to like if you've seen panic room Mm -hmm. the 2002 jodie foster vehicle kristen stewart (laughs) plays the kid which i was looking up panic rooms because of wine caves because i've heard that wine caves are out panic rooms are in Mm -hmm. Uh, wow because that's how they're going to prepare for the class war but i remember seeing panic room and being like the girl is cool the daughter is cool and it was kristen stewart Mm -hmm. and now oh. I'm just as I'm saying this out loud, uh, Kristen Stewart playing Jodie Foster's daughter. That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow, that's subversive. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> comrades. <laughs> <laughs> the specific discussion of uh, Kristen Stewart, I think, is a good segue to something that I wanted to ask, which is like. What is it about celebrity or celebrities that is so appealing to people? Like, what what is it that makes a person so invested in someone else's life, whether it's Kristen Stewart or, like, Beyonce or Kate Middleton or, like, an obscure, like, Christian mommy blogger, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, like, the – that is a good question. Um, I think – I mean, everyone is – looking for I guess meaning in something outside them I think this also like free reign to like have any negative or like uncomfortable feelings you have like you can of like uncomfortable feelings that you have Mm -hmm. of like it would be terrible to speak about your friends the way people speak about celebrities of being Mm. you know just either the cruelty or the like nitpicking their personal lives is really Mm -hmm. unfortunate um I mean, I've done it, too. I think I was mad that Taylor Swift didn't do more politically when she was crowned, like, the neo-Nazi portrait girl. Mm. And now I look back yeah. and I'm like, I don't I don't know if I don't know if that energy didn't. I don't know why I put my energy there. But mm, yeah, yeah, I think that there's something distracting about it, but also validating and just like a like a garbage disposal of like <laughs> all these this like the sludge of like all the parts of ourselves we probably dislike but also the aspirational parts of it where it's like I don't really 
have a lot of people that I would like to be like. Mm-hmm. But I guess I think I did. I mean, like I've watched like Amy Sedaris interviews and been like, oh, my God. Or like Parker Posey. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Imagine you just wake up. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I but mean, now Amy I Sedaris just, is awesome. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Perfect person. Yes. Um, so far, unless we yeah. like find out whatever bad human thing. Right, really. like she's she's donating to Kamala Harris's campaign. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, searching that like donation thing is wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forget who. Yeah, but also I think part of it, just like the I can't stop thinking about like gossip now because I, I just can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, what <laughs> part is gossip? Like I've just started noticing how much of like conversations are just like idle rumor or like mm-hmm. yeah or it's, I mean like is Takeshi 6ix9ine's court case is that like news or is it like gossip or like hmm. I don't under I just don't know what is also like you know the president is like such a loser whatever mm-hmm. who does like there's so much just like gossip that's like so close to being meaningful but also like might not be uh like what why do i know that he drinks 12 cans of diet coke <laughs> but i don't know just like yeah i don't know if that makes yeah. any sense but it's and then because like, i think it's like an outgrowth of like personal being political and like poptimism and then it's just i think we like it might be beneficial to return to having private lives <laughs> But so when you talk about poptimism, can you clarify like what you mean by that? Okay. Um, if our oh, listeners yeah. don't aren't familiar with the term. Oh yeah. Okay. So I hope that I do it justice, but I believe it to be like the kind of outgrowth of like criticism and like serious thought of popular music, uh, movies, and just like cultural things instead of. The, instead of like the previous view of like, um, you know, like blockbusters being frivolous and like uh, pop music being empty and meaningless and then mm-hmm. just turning a critical eye to like top 40 and celebrities and stuff like that. And then I think from there it was like, oh, is Kim Kardashian a feminist icon? And it's mm, like, not really. <laughs> like Where neither it, has to be true. Yeah, and then, like... Celebrity culture doesn't have to be empty, but it also doesn't mean it's liberatory. Mm. Exactly. And it's also, like, what is funneling it? Like, working for MTV, it was, like, very strange, mm. I think. Just, the, like, the... I don't know, like, the machinery of, like, the media that is just... Like, the relationships that celebrities will have with the platforms and negotiations of, like... Uh, will perform at the VMAs if blah blah blah, and then mm. I don't know. Just and also like the, just the level of how much now that their art is viewed critically. Like I think it was Lizzo, Lana Del Rey, and Ariana Grande, like clapped back at like music reviewers uh. that like said things that were like slightly that it was just like not a press release, and they got so mad. 
mm-hmm. and pointed all their stands to them. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Thinking about Kim Kardashian reminded me in college, um, in one of my photo classes, our professor brought in like a bunch of photo books. And one of them was Kim Kardashian. I forget the name of it, her book of like all selfies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and I guess I was thinking of this in terms of like, depending on who I was talking to, I would definitely am critical of her, but because this white boy in the class was like, that's not art. That's just like, she took pictures of herself. And I was like, okay, like, have you ever taken a good selfie? Like, that is, I have a photo degree that is an art form. <laughs> Do yeah. I support her work? I don't know, but it's an art form. Yeah. When you have to, like, clock who you're talking with yeah. to, like, be as precise in your criticism. Yeah. Have you taken a selfie in a bikini with a palm tree where you looked amazing? Yeah. Takes effort. Yeah. We stand selfies. It's fine. Because Kardashian is the first person to represent herself in art or photography or painting. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But switching gears a little um, to kind of talk more about the media landscape, because I know you have slash currently work at a bunch of different uh, media outlets. And I feel like right now there's kind of this weird, like, maybe limbo where... There's been a lot of unions unions forming, which is good. There's also a lot of like union busting, a lot of outlets either going out of business or becoming part of these just like few major conglomerates. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're getting to this point where there's either like that like monoculture of like conglomerate umbrella companies or like very like indie kind of more DIY, more like smaller things like this podcast and other podcasts or like smaller, like not necessarily blogs, but like, yeah, smaller online outlets. So kind of in your experience, how do you see that like change in the culture and political landscape happening? That's a good question. Very important. (laughs) Um, And it's very strange. Yeah. Um, The first thing that pops into my mind is like how the New York Times op-ed section is always like giving it. And then there's like the style section who I've only had good experiences with. And I'm like, they're all angels. And then I'm like, but the op-ed section. But it also... (laughs) Sorry, that's like an aside. That's totally yeah. not really that relevant. But the auto straddle, uh, there's a Twitter uproar. If that's that might be demeaning to it, but it was that there was some person who I don't think she was a freelancer, but she decided to out like quote unquote out um, the rates of that freelancers were getting paid at different outlets. Mm. But she mm. kind of. She had she equalized like Hearst and like Condé Nast with like independent media like Autostraddle and like other stuff, um, which seemed really and a lot of people, including me, rubbed the wrong way because mm. um, and it's just like they're so different. It just seems I just don't understand how you can compare the two. Right where there's these huge corporate like. Hearst and Connie Nass, like Viacom, should absolutely be paying as much as to people as possible. And also freelancing should definitely not be as integral to the way they... Because I don't know if uh, people know that, like, I've spoken to people that don't work in media and they don't understand, like, permalance at all. So it's just basically when, um, instead of hiring a staff employee... They give you a contract as a freelancer mm-hmm. that's just indefinite. Yeah. And so they can end it at any point. I think you can end it at any point, but no one does because everyone's like pretty desperate for work. 
And that's kind of behind the scenes. That's, I, I believe, what pushed the whole unionization trend or not. It's, I mean, it's movement. Yeah. Uh, which is just so necessary because it just ended up that everyone would be laid off with no benefits or to be like, you have, like, for every year you've worked, you get two weeks severance. And it's like, mm. that is absurd. Um, right. So when I was laid off, I had a pretty good deal because of the union um, that I was covered under. But so that whole push is important. But then also there's, like, these independent magazines. Like, I don't really know. I don't know how much The Believer pays. And The Believer's been around for a while. But I can't imagine that there's all of that. I can't. I just can't imagine that they can pay as much as like um like a vogue could pay yeah. and i think that that's just as important and like you can't i, I don't think anyone could judge like a podcast versus like a podcast <laughs> sponsored by like it's also strange now that there's like tinder sponsored podcast or, like totally there's just, just I mean, like is this spawn con or is this whatever <laughs> yeah but yeah so it's in a really bleak place um, that's why I just try to rack up as much freelance as I can in case one of them like falls through. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about the freelancers union. If you guys have been paying attention to that, but I don't know how things are going to look, but it's just like people coming together because it's so, the industry is just like so impossible to work with. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think it's like the, like it's really not. In all of these experiences, my, my, like, direct boss has been, like, great and has been, like, we're trying to get you, like, a contract. And at MTV, I did, I was transitioned to staff. Um, but it's not, it's, like, who is in charge of this? And it's usually, like, people that you don't even see mm-hmm. and then who treat all these freelancers. And then uh, Haley Mladic had a great tweet recently because of this whole, it's really getting just, like, worse. And, like, mm-hmm. the... The, the zombie deadspin, which it was like when deadspin employees mass resigned because of mm-hmm. like a really valid, there, there was a change in, the change in leadership and like a different, like a, they were like acquired by a different company and that was all, you know, a nightmare. And then like some management guy tried to blog as the writers and it was just so <laughs> transparent and gross. And he's like, English and he, he was like started using like the words like bloke oh and like oh my god chap yeah and so Haley's tweet was about like it was about how little respect they have for the work where they mm. think that they they think that they or anyone can do it and so mm, yeah I think that that's really yeah um, yeah which I feel like is true of bosses in pretty much every <laughs> industry yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they don't actually do shit or realize how much other like all the employees are doing yeah even like a boss and a personal assistant where it's like how hard is it to do some impossible task that i've you know on a <laughs> rant to you <laughs> so uh you have a novel out called literally show me a healthy person which originated through tr- twitter um can you talk about that project and how it came about and tell us a little bit more about it in general yeah sure I um, started working on it right as I, like, graduated college in 2012, and it was just kind of scraps of stuff, and I, I mean, like, was not popular on the internet at all, and was just kind of 
dealing with like personal trauma, childhood trauma stuff. Mm. And I began assembling like these random creative writing stuff, like flash fiction, which is like a, like a very short, like a few paragraphs or a few lines. And I was like a paragraph of just like fiction. And so um, I began working on it and assembling it. And my goal was to like kind of show the experience of like a traumatized mind that can't really focus on anything and is like mm. dissociative and like confused and then kind of that like searching for something but unsure of what. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I was in a very different time. So I view it kind of strangely. Like I don't, sure. it's like a strange artifact because now I I like don't drink. I like very rarely go out. And I was very much in this kind of, I was like a lost, a lost boy, lost child. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So it came out and then also it's like, an, it's like pretty experimental and I called it a novel so that people would view it as like a narrative um, mm. instead of like a poem where I don't think the point would come across if it was like a poem, like the point, mm. like there is a, there are threads of a story that weave in and out and um yeah so it's that's where I was like going with it obviously I mean anything that I do I'm embarrassed by like oh totally. just later yeah um relatable yeah yeah any song that I wrote like seven years ago I'm like <laughs> why the fuck am I still playing this like what are we talking about like it's so strange yeah I don't think it's like I I'm not like uh, horribly like I'm not I'm not like oh I want everything off the shelves right. but it's just like I wouldn't want like I don't want like my boyfriend's family to read it you know sure 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 like, I don't I don't want my dad to ever read it yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but I still I like it as like a snapshot of the past and also like a lot of it isn't as autobiographic as people assume it is mm. I mean or like I have changed things and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, where the essence is, you know, it's not like I'm stealing valor, but just oh, changing, wow. just protecting stuff. Yeah. How does it feel to like uh, on the sort of topic of celebrity to have people expect certain things of you as a person based on um, this? What you know, like this art, this only semi-autobiographical biographical fragment of a past that you no longer fully identify with is that disorienting or yeah I I also think I don't pick up on it um Mm. like I have no idea the vision people have of me so usually just to be safe assume that someone does not is not like doesn't have a favorable opinion of me just because I'm like why would just uh relatable you know, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like, like who assumes that everyone loves them? That's gross. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that I mean, I just also with it, I mean, the point of the point of it was just to uh, to promote like this recognition of people. Like if, if it's relatable to a few mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. that's it. And also just to I mean, it's just like the the experience of of like trying to process you know, something either traumatic or not, but like not being able to distinguish between the two anymore and not being able to tell what's significant or not because everything is just this mash of like 
what's happening. And so that was like my goal. Like, so if, so I think that like a lot of people maybe like slightly younger than me or just younger than me, um, have liked it. Like it's strange. I don't understand why people are still buying it where I'm like, how many more people need to read this? Um, but I'm also just very grateful when people mm. write to me about it, but I don't know what idea they have of me anymore because mm. I also, right after I finished it, stopped drinking, cut off my hair and like went blonde, like got a dog, mm. kind of just like the, they could, like, yeah, I turned 27. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe there's a, yeah, I'm like a lot less messy, so I'm not sure, but it does, I think, make me, I don't know if I pick up on it because I can be pretty oblivious of expectations of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of you, um, <laughs> I thought we could end this uh, in a way, well, you, uh, to our listeners, we had like a little bit of a conversation before we started recording, um, and... Darcy was telling us yeah. that she has like knows that we're into astrology and stuff like that. So let's uh, wrap this conversation up by uh, talking about your chart. Uh, yes. Yay. We love to see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what is your sun sign? I'm a Taurus. Ooh, so is Mark's. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was listening to that to the episode <laughs> yes marks and malcolm x and i was so into it yes. it means so much truth yes yeah and i have a oh go ahead oh no i just have a lot of earth and water mm-hmm. so what are your yeah. what is your moon and rising i'm a leo moon in a cancer rising what are you guys <laughs> <laughs> are... well hold on before i know that before this, okay. um, so Leo Moon, like I feel like that can feel like it's an an actually really interesting placement for a Leo because I feel like moon signs are really like emotional and like uh, the kind of really personal sign, and Leo is like the most outgoing sign of the zodiac. I would say so. It's it's fun that your moon is like it like which is like really internal is like kind of juxtaposed yeah. with this very external uh zodiac that's a good point i feel like i often struggle with that like hating but loving attention yes i also <laughs> i know some other leo moons and we were talking about this was like a few years ago but we were like the leo moon like whenever i would get like too drunk or start crying or whatever like leo moon is like the screaming in the street at like three in the morning yes <laughs> yeah yes yeah. it is yes. <laughs> sure is. We, you're amongst we're, we're all fire signs here so you're oh nice good company for for fiery emotions i know there's a sagittarius <laughs> yeah i'm a sag very sag but my uh moon is libra and rising is taurus Oh, nice. The Libra Taurus <laughs> is a cool combination, too. Yeah. Mm, I hope one so. Of, one of my best friends is a Libra, and I don't know. I don't know. We make it work. Yeah. For some <laughs> reason, it's like a great compatibility. Yeah. Wait, what, would, what was Emma Gold? I forgot. What was she? Cancer. Mm-hmm. That made sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. her Venus was in Cancer. It was just like, holy shit. 
Yeah, I have a lot of Pisces and Taurus, but you know, like a stelium, that like when you have three signs mm-hmm. in the same. I don't think I have that. Oh, I think I have. But if a Neptune and Uranus, it's so weird saying it how it's supposed to be pronounced. Right. Oh. Everyone has that <laughs> who's like foreign. Yeah. Those are like so. Yeah, long. those are like stagnant ones. Pretty stagnant. Yeah. But like Leo's my only fire sign, and the rest is water and earth so i got a reading done and he was like you're so muddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and probably like not quick to change your mind or how you feel about something yeah i've pretty much been the same for a while (laughs) you know if you got it flaunt it Wait, so you are all fire signs? Mm-hmm. Do you oh, wait, I have a question for you guys. If that's yeah. okay. Yes. With yeah. like the celebrity like the people knowing you from the internet or the podcast versus <laughs> also the astrology, do you ever <laughs> find like an expectation like you are like people are expecting you to be a certain way oh, from your yeah. sign or mm-hmm. your internet presence? And are they different? Like I found that, like, men think I'm going to be really mean based off, like, <laughs> my, like, Twitter and stuff. Like, men have told me, like, men that I'm now friends with were, like, yeah, we were, like, afraid of you or, like, thought you were going to be mean. But I'm actually usually very nice to people in person. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I have, have found that. In terms of my sign, I, I think I honestly embody being a Sag pretty, uh, pretty thoroughly. Nice. That's <laughs> a good, fun sign. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's hard for me to tell. I feel like it's interesting because I think, you know, being being this like very low grade level celebrity, if we would call it that is like, it's like a very funny thing where like some people, you know, if they like recognize me or like, see me in a public place and come up to me or something, they're like, Oh, my God, like, you politically changed my life and all this stuff. And then I'll be with like a friend who just knows me from my life. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like, no, definitely. Like, what are we talking about here? Um, And so it is, it's like this weird kind of double identity in that way where it's like, you know, being a yeah. podcaster is like in some ways like a secret uh, because like there's, there's not, um, yeah. I don't know. And I'm an Aries, which is yeah. like, which is, uh, you know, definitely a kind of boisterous sign. But my the rest of my chart is pretty much like I mean, I have all elements in my chart, but I have a lot of water in my chart. So I'm like just a very emotional boy. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think people don't expect the like sensitivity piece and they like think more that I have my shit together than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's like better than the opposite yeah wait but the people right like running into people i wonder if that's like a new thing to the internet or if like there's always been scenes like mm. like people talk about 90s scenes or wherever you know every community or whatever and i don't think maybe we think that that's like a new thing but maybe it's been forever but i also <laughs> have the thing where like and i think it's happened i don't know if all of you know john white where he's like an irl friend and then some like teen who likes like my meme account will recognize oh. me and just the amount I get roasted after that is like yes. yes 
that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And Kellen is also an Aries and also a Libra moon. Ooh. True. true. And it's Gemini rising, right? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what expectations. My my dad and my uncle are both double Geminis, but Scorpio moon, I think. Mm -hmm. think And then my dad is a Pisces sun. Cool. So, and I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. They're intense. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they would be. Scorpio moons are always. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we unfortunately are at the end of our time together. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Um, I think... I think I'm good. Um, support your local freelancers union. Um, yes. And I don't know. Thank you so much for having me on. I very much love this podcast. It's so oh, it's yeah. so helpful while also fun. Oh, informative thank you. and casual. Well, I feel like there's nothing else to say then. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Darcy. We really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Well, that was amazing. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Season of the Bee. We are reachable at seasonofthebee at gmail.com. We have a website, seasonofthebee.com. And we'd love for you to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes and send us your dollars on Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Also, this past week, we put out a special Patreon episode about the UK um, election and stuff. So there's some some fresh new Patreon only content. Exactly. Okay. You love to see it. You love to see it. That's it. Go go spin up. Let's do it. (laughs) Love you both. Love Love you. Bye. Bye. Bitch.